Hey guys, it's Kenz. You're listening to the Move of God series. If you didn't know, we actually have a workbook that goes along with this entire series. Go to forthegirl.com and purchase yours. It is full of scripture, discussion questions, prayer outlines, so many things to dive into this even deeper. It's a great personal devotional, or you can grab a couple of friends and do it together. We are so excited to get the most out of this series and grow together. Welcome to the For the Girl podcast. Join best friends Mackenzie Wilson and Mackenzie Baker from Delight Ministries as they talk about all things relationships, faith, and, well, girls. This podcast is for the girl expectant for her future, for the girl who is ready to grow, and for the girl who needs some honest answers. Get ready because this is for you. Hi, everybody. Hello. You know, it hasn't been that long since we did our last podcast episode. But either way, I'm excited to be back. We have a new series called Move of God. Yes. Sounds pretty epic. So good. God is on the move. And this whole episode, we're really going to dive into our heartbeat behind Move of God, share all about what the next seven weeks are going to be like. But. We thought before we kind of dove into that, that, you know, it's been a while since we've just done like a good old catch up recap, what's happening in the lives of us. So I think we should really start with you, Ken's, because your life is far more exciting (laughs) than my life right now. No, that's not true. I mean, kind of. Marriage. I saw a lot of requests on the Instagram for people to have you come on the podcast and talk about your wedding and your honeymoon. Okay, but before we do that, I would like you to restate your life. Is My life more, is so exciting. I Ten love times. being single. <laughs> well, Say I'm not it. talking about being. I just said your life is more exciting. Okay. I love being single. Say I do. It. You My know life do. is so exciting. <laughs> My life is so exciting. Yes. Okay. Tell okay. tell the <laughs> listeners about your wedding. That was amazing. Your okay. wedding weekend in Wyoming. Yes, it was awesome. You guys. I don't know what you want to hear, but maybe give us three highlights from okay. the weekend. Three highlights. Yes. Okay. Because it was a whole weekend. It, it was, was a destination wedding. Yes. You're uh, on so many of your friends and your family flew to Wyoming. We were all together for three days. It was amazing and epic and so awesome. So, so it was awesome. a little different than a lot of weddings because it was more destination. You know, we yep, were all there true. for the long haul. So <laughs> give us three moments from the weekend that were your highlights. Wow. Okay. First of all, one was just like the place. It was so pretty and so sunny. I don't know if you guys have been to Jackson Hole, but you have to go like seriously make it your next vacation. It's right near like Yellowstone National Park. It's beautiful. So pretty. So I feel like that in general, just a highlight. I'm so glad I had a destination wedding. It just like, you know, I heard once from a wise friend that said, um, a destination wedding, the people that come to your destination wedding are the people that are going to come with you and to your future. Wow. Rather than I thought people you were gonna from say your past. The, that these would be the people that can't come to your funeral. And no. I was like, this is morbid. <laughs> no, but this leads me to the second point. It's just like the people there. Yes. Right? Like the second highlight. Like it was, I think there was about like 80 people there um, of family and friends. And it like seriously, by the end of the three days, I feel like we were all just like besties. And for... And Enneagram 7, who loves when people like are yeah. just like loving each other, laughing together and like all friends, it really made my heart warm. So I feel like that was like one of the highlights too. Although I will say I had a lot of FOMO the whole time because I wasn't staying where everybody else was staying. <laughs> and like every single night I was like, oh, I don't even want to be here. I wish I was with my friends. So that was hilarious. Yeah. Um, and then the third highlight, um, I'll give you four because I got to say one was obviously marrying Josh. Oh, obviously. That was amazing. Y'all's ceremony was so So special. One of the more special wedding ceremonies I have witnessed. And I have to say, too, and I know people say this, but I actually think this. You guys might have had the best vows I've ever heard. You guys both killed it. Yeah. And fun fact, actually, we both thought like our vows are kind of not that good. And like up until the wedding, we're like, should we really do the like 
personal vows or should we just stick with the normal ones? Because we just didn't feel like the inspiration for the personal vows. And Mac was staying with me at the time at the house and we had her read both of ours <laughs> separately. So yeah. she read mine and she read Josh's and she gave us the encouragement we needed to do it to out do loud. them. And they were so, so good and everybody loved them. Yeah, that was for sure a highlight. The ceremony was so special. The guy who married us is like, Josh's mentor and they live in Nashville they're in their 70s and they'll just seriously be like in our life forever which is really really special too yeah so that was really cool and yes did you have a fourth highlight oh well yeah I was gonna say what was really special this is more serious my family was like so so like I don't know excited about this change in my life and for those of you don't know I'm one of three kids and I'm the middle um, I have a younger sister and older brother and neither of them like are married so I was the first in the family and we're all a little bit older so I just felt like it was super changing the family dynamic and had so many like worries and concerns about all that tied to that and my family was just like the best they like le- like are so genuinely excited to have like another brother son and like were very vocal about that the whole weekend and just genuinely excited and emotional and like I don't know it was just like exactly the Lord wow. knew I needed yeah. that and uh, there's a lot of prayers behind that yeah. so that was really really special for me it was so special I feel like the whole time it was just it felt very intimate because even I feel like some people didn't know each other in the beginning but by the like final night yeah. the actual wedding everybody was besties like you know your like aunts and uncles it's like what's up you know all the things it was so fun epic like you should tell them about the curtain drop yes after like the father-daughter dance the mother-daughter dance blah blah blah, all the like traditional wedding stuff at the reception we when the party was about to get started there was like a curtain behind the bar that like nobody knew it was behind it but it dropped suddenly like a major big drop moment and there was a huge DJ it was like a two story DJ, DJ booth. booth yeah and it was bumping <laughs> it and was it so was funny. hilarious yeah. I, that was pretty epic the other funny thing about my whole wedding that not a lot of people know is my mom planned everything I didn't know <laughs> the colors I didn't know if there was going to be a cake I didn't know where the venue there was. wasn't a cake there wasn't a cake. Yeah, I didn't Honestly, know that. Honestly, I'd say that was my one complaint about your wedding. <laughs> I kept waiting there was for the dessert, wedding cake. Though. I know. There was dessert. But there's French. Those late night French, French fries, fries were good. Yeah. But I did miss the wedding cake. But I didn't know what the heck was going to happen at my own wedding, which was amazing. I know not all moms maybe have as good as of taste or willing to plan the whole wedding. But if they are, just let her go at it because... It is the way to go. So fun. It was so fun. Anyways, big surprise wedding. So fun. Married. Now we live together. Whoa. Maybe we'll do an episode next about intimacy. But probably not. Wow. Okay. So, oh my goodness. Actually, wow. we're currently podcasting in y'all's new office in your house, and the walls are painted navy blue because now you live with a boy. Yeah. How lame is that? But we should have done bright pink. Yeah. How did you get convinced? Of I this? don't know. And everybody calls it Josh's office, which is <laughs> even more rude. Even well, more it like rude. has like sport pennants, and like Josh <laughs> yeah. is really into plants. Another side story is I was I stayed at their house on their honeymoon <laughs> and took care of their plants yeah. and they were very concerned about their it plants ser- well if you have bought plants they're about like 80 dollars each so it's a lifelong investment yeah i feel like you guys texted, texted me you. just to check in on the plants that's right <laughs> not the dog just the plants or how you were doing yeah um, wow anyways okay so that's my life update big things happening um you are now mackenzie durham, durham. Wow. check the gram check the Pens- gram. durham okay but Mac, you have a big life update and um, I want you to share it with everybody. Something I'm pumped for you about. Something we've talked about for a lot of years and might catch some people by surprise or not by surprise because they, <laughs> they might not might know, not about, know this. about this. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay. Well, my big life update is that I have been living in Nashville for the last nine years, which is a long time. Loved it here. Love Nashville. It feels like home in so many ways. My friends feel like a family here. 
But we met here. Ken's and I met here. Delight started here. For the girls started here. All yes. the things. But I am actually going to be moving to Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, I'm from North Carolina. My family lives there. And um, there's been so many moments where I've just wanted to be closer to family. And so, yes. um, but it also seemed impossible a lot of moments when you're kind of growing a, a ministry and, yeah. and a business and all these different things. And you've built a life. It, it's a really big deal to kind of pick up your life and totally and kind of make that move and so um I actually took three months off this past summer took a little sabbatical Ken's has been holding yes. down the floor I don't think you guys probably noticed it all because we batched out so much content for you guys yeah but um I got to be back home in North Carolina and when I got to the end of it I was like wow I don't want to leave yet. Like there was this part of me that was like, mm. wow, this this I don't know. There's just a simplicity to life there. And I just feel a lot of the pressure is kind of taken away. Like I can really connect with Jesus. And uh, someone yeah. was explaining it to me. I was telling them kind of about it. And they're like, it feels like like being back in North Carolina is almost like the mountaintop for you. It's that place where you can go to rest and be with Jesus. And then mm. when you come down the mountain, it's like come to Nashville or whatever it is. You can like really do ministry and really run mm. hard. And and so I really think that it will be so cool to get to to live in a place that mm. really represents rest and represents kind of a slower pace for yeah. me. And so yeah. I'm really excited. Obviously, it's very so sad good. because... I won't be with Ken's every single day of my life. Wow. It's about time we grew up, honestly. You yeah. Know, we, Are you going to miss me? I'm going to miss you. But here's the thing is, guys, we're about <laughs> to see each other like once a month yeah. to do all the things you see us do. Now, so, rather than we'll be scheming in Nashville, we're going to have to like meet up in different places and scheme and travel. Scheme, and it's going to be really fun. Travel, retreat. Yeah. We are not slowing down. Yeah. So even though you're... You're getting married, or you are married. Wow. <laughs> She's married. You forgot. You forgot. <laughs> Me too. She's married, and I'm moving to North Carolina. Wow. We ain't slowing Adulting. down in the For the Girl world. No. We're just getting started. No. That's why we have this amazing new series. Yes. Called Move of God. Yes. And you know, it's so funny. We got to tell them about how Move of God came to be. Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> it's kind of a funny story. Do remind me again in the beginning. <laughs> she caused no memory of how it can be. Okay. Well, we knew we wanted after the success of James. Everybody yes. loved studying through James. We loved it. It was so cool. We had never done something like that with For the Girl. We'd just been a podcast and a tour, but we had never actually done a specific study book other than our books on dating and relationships. And so we loved doing James with you guys. It was yes. so fun. It was so Getting cool. into scriptures, studying yes. one book of the Bible. That was so helpful. It was so awesome seeing people do it in community with their yes. friends and small groups. So many groups. I yeah. loved that. It was incredible. And we knew we wanted to do something similar, but we really just kind of felt like maybe instead yeah. of reading through a specific book of the Bible, there was just this like topic that was really standing out yes. to us. Um, and I think it's because of everything happening in our world right now with mm. COVID and um, just with, you know, there's been so many cancellations. There's been so many crazy things happening politically all around yeah. us. And I think like in the midst of all that, with all the fog of just everything happening in our world, it's kind of mm. can be tough to see how God is moving. And yes. I, I've heard people ask the mm. question, you know, where is God? Like, yes. where is God in all of this? And we you have just like, complacent feeling isolated alone hopeless like I feel like we were in the midst of that right yes. we were like god why like wrestling with this oh. like yeah yes it's like every time I remember like when we had to cancel our delight leadership conference we were like uh. god what are you doing what is happening in the midst of this and mm. and what we came to realize and we came to see that is that God was moving all around us. Like God yeah. is on the move. And yeah. even though it might not look like we would have pictured it or we would have mm. picked for it to look like, when you slow down long enough and you connect with God again, I think when you connect with the Holy Spirit again, mm. you're able to kind of wake up to how God is moving That's all right. around you. And when you wake up to how God is moving all around you, you immediately see that invitation to step into how he's moving. And so right. this series, we wanted to create this series, but we had very limited limited time oh my gosh very so, limited time we <laughs> we took a long weekend um in Nashville went on a little riding retreat and um dove into scripture spent a ton of time in prayer um and created move of God and yep. you guys it is power like every single it is seven chapters 
long and six, six chapters. chapters. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> We're doing six an intro chapters. podcast episode, yeah. but it's six weeks. Six weeks. And every single topic is so good and so applicable to this season right now yeah. or any dry or hard or complacent season of your life. Like I believe that these words in the scripture you'll be reading will just like wake you up to what God is doing and remember, remind you that he's in control and also like empower you to be a part of a movement and get yeah. close to the Lord. And there's a big scripture that stuck out to us in the midst of just like developing the content behind this. And it's in Numbers 9. Um, or Mackle, I, I almost forgot your name. I <laughs> wow, literally thanks. forgot your name. We have the same name. I know. So. <laughs> That's so crazy. Okay. Mac's going to read a okay. little bit for us. Yes. Numbers 9. Yeah. As we were kind of just reflecting on this season um there's this moment in uh numbers numbers nine where the israelites they're wandering in the wilderness we all know the story well you know moses <laughs> led them out of egypt they crossed the red sea and they have their eyes on the promised land years. but they are wandering in the wilderness for 40 years and you know that in this time yeah. they are like what the heck, God? God, where are you? Yeah. You're the one who led us out of Egypt. You're the one who like did all these crazy miracles. And now we're just wandering in the wilderness for 40 years. 40 years. We've and only been in it yeah. six months. I did see this quote <laughs> the other day. This is totally random, but this really, this really got me. They said, you know, it only took God one day to get the Israelites out of Egypt, but it took 40 years to get Egypt out of the Israelites. Whoa, that is pretty <laughs> mind blowing. <laughs> wow, but isn't that true? That's true in a lot of ways, yeah. in a lot of our lives. That's okay, true. but really, the Israelites, you know, they're wandering in the wilderness, and I just can imagine that every day they're like, God, where are you? In the midst of like probably disappointment, in the midst of uncertainty, in the midst of doubts of like, are we ever going to, you know, receive the promises that you've promised us? And um, I love it because. Even though they're wandering in the wilderness, God sends this this picture, um, this like literal representation of his spirit and of his mm. presence to them. And so yeah. um, over their camp, as they would like set up a camp in the wilderness, mm -hmm. there would be a cloud that would hover over their camp during the day and then mm -hmm. a pillar of fire at night. And I'm going to read you um, a little section from Numbers 9. And I want you to pay attention to... Um, kind of as the cloud or the pillar of fire would move, what the Israelites would do. So this is number nine, starting in verse 15. It says, on the day the tabernacle, the tent of the covenant law was set up, the cloud covered it. So the cloud is the physical representation of God's presence. From evening till morning, the cloud above the tabernacle looked like fire. That mm. is how it continued to be. The cloud covered it, and at night it looked like fire. Whenever the cloud lifted from above the tent, mm -hmm. the Israelites set out, and wherever the cloud settled, the Israelites encamped. As the Lord's command, the Israelites set out, and at his command, they mm -hmm. encamped. As long as the cloud stayed over the tabernacle, they remained in camp. When the cloud remained over the tabernacle a long time, the Israelites obeyed the Lord's order and did not set out. Sometimes the cloud was over the tabernacle only a few days at the Lord's command. They would encamp, and then at his command, they would set out. Sometimes the cloud stayed only from evening till morning, and when it lifted in the morning, they set out. And it goes on, and mm. I just want you to notice how many times it said, you know, when the cloud would move, the mm. Israelite people would move. Yeah. Um, or when the, when the cloud would stay, when it would hover, they would stay encamped in yes. the camp. And that's really the picture we have for this series is, you know, the Israelites, when they woke up in the morning or at night, when they saw that cloud begin to move, they immediately packed mm -hmm. up their things and moved with the cloud. Yes. And I think that in the midst of this hard season, in the midst of 2020, yeah. so many of us have lost what it looks like to look for the cloud or to see where God's presence is moving and leading us. And mm. so we really want the Move of God series um, to be this 
almost like a spiritual practice or a daily discipline of Mm. waking up every single morning and looking for the cloud and looking Mm. to see, okay, God, where are you moving? Where are you staying? What are you doing? How can I wake up and open my eyes to what you're doing? And so that's really what we're going to do over the next six weeks is like, like the Israelite people, we're going to wake up in the morning and we're going to go, okay, God, where are you? Where's the cloud? Where are we staying? Where are we going? What are we doing? Um, And we just believe that as we do that, as we kind of daily do that um, we'll just become so sensitive to how God is moving all around us and when we become sensitive and we notice how God is moving that begins to change everything for us our purpose our mission um, the way we see ourselves the way we see the world around us and so I could go on and on it just gets me so hyped and excited I love that one of my favorite parts of the scripture too is just how hungry the Israelites are like every single morning I can imagine them getting up and be like okay God where are you what are you doing where's that cloud yeah. looking for the cloud the scripture is almost redundant the amount yeah. of times it says they would stay they would go oh the cloud moved you know yes. they moved it's you like know over and over you're like okay we get it but yes. it's so true yes they were on their toes they were responsive they were hungry they were excited to see what god was gonna do and that's 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 like really convicting right now in this season i think yeah. so many of us have just grown complacent we kind of like have stopped looking for what he's doing we're like oh my gosh it's just the virus that's in control or it's just politics that are in control but it's like no god is in control and if he is let's like let's be excited to be a part of what he's doing let's like let's like break off those chains of complacency and start like anticipating a movement yeah. of god let's start like activating our spiritual guests and actually just being a part of it and can you imagine if we all were a part of it we would see god move we would see heaven on earth so this whole series is seriously a challenge every single chapter in this book is a challenge to actually step into the things that god's doing just yeah. break off those chains of complacency and start like actively pursuing him uh, and they're hard things they i feel like hard things. things are like difficult they might yeah. be, take maturing they're gonna take growth they're gonna take boldness and courage but um I believe that when you start doing it when you start acting I mean we can look back on both Mac and I's whole faith journey um moments of like really like dry seasons for us what like what um started to produce fruit was when we started doing something about our faith like not just like spending time with him doing that and also like activate actively following him and so that's what this book will do it'll help you give tools like not just spend time with him but also actively follow him so really excited about it so good it's gonna be so good so we want to kind of explain to you tangibly how this works maybe you're just listening to that and you're like oh my gosh I gotta be a part of that what is this how do I do it well first thing you're gonna want to do is go to our website for the girl.com and you will see information (coughs) wow sorry guys (laughs) <laughs> Got a little dry throat here. But you'll oh, see no. information about Move of God. And just click on that. You'll see um, that you can purchase a book. So our Move yes. of God books, they're only $15. And they're an incredible tool that will walk you through the next six weeks. Um, and just so you know, each week of Move of God, we're kind of diving into a spiritual practice or a spiritual discipline. And what you're going to do is you're going to read like a little intro about it. We're going to kind of share our heartbeat behind it um then you will read scripture scripture that's going to really take you and help you to dive deeper into you know what does god say about this thing how is god leading us in this thing and then we actually have these awesome scripture reflection questions that are going to help you to really like sink into what does this scripture teach me about god what does the scripture teach me about myself and then how can i actually begin to apply this scripture to my life yes Um, the next section is what we call the hard truth questions so every single week you're going to have hard truth time where you're going to have to like sit and process through this. And these are not Mm -hmm. like easy, cute little like Uh, lighthearted questions. Like they're hard and they're deep and are probably going to take some like just kind of working through the muck. But we just believe that when you do that at the feet of Jesus, like that's where true transformation and change happens. And that's how you begin to lean into these spiritual practices. And then finally, we have this new section. We've never done this before, but it's called our power prayer sections. Mm. And 
every day for four days. We want you to do this repeatedly. You're going to kind of use the same prayer outline to really lean into this thing. Like we believe that true change happens when the people of God get on their knees. When you don't just like, you know, read a little Bible study and underline some words. Like when you actually go to the father and you like bring your cries, your tears, um, you bring your heart's desires before him. And then you say, God have your way in me. And so that's really what we're going to do is we're going to, you know, study scripture. We're going to like answer hard questions and Mm. then we're going to actively step into it by praying. And what's Mm. so cool is there's not just the booklets every single week. You're going to come back to the podcast because we have a podcast episode that coincides with every single week in the book. You want to tell them what they can kind of expect from our podcast episodes yes okay so each episode mac and i will just dive further into each subject each chapter in the book we'll share just like our experience with with each um thing and then we also will be um sharing just how this has played a part in our own life and just testimony from it that hopefully challenges you and gives you more direction in general and then second to that we actually have um our favorite Bible expert. We have a Bible expert for you guys this series. And he's going to be bringing a word every single week. His name's Clay Kirkland. We'll have an introduction from him in a second, but he is an incredible man of God. He's had a huge influence in our life. And so every single week he's going to be coming on here and sharing just like deeper insight from scripture, how each of these things have like been true in scripture, how each thing has preceded a movement of God, which is going to be so So powerful. I love seeing that like tangible evidence from scripture of how if we lean into these topics and these topics are things like hope or unity or wholeheartedness how all throughout scripture when the people of God leaned into those things it always preceded these huge moves of God like God was able to work and move when the people of God stepped into these things so it's gonna be so cool it's gonna be so good and this book is something that you can do on your own. It's a great like personal devotional yeah, yeah. if you're looking for one in this season. Like just go online forthegirl.com. You can purchase it there. Um, it's awesome. Like we said, it's seven weeks long. So you can do it on six weeks six, long. <laughs> six weeks long. You can do it on your own. Um, and it's incredible. But more importantly, we'd love for you to get a group of girls together and do yes. it together. Um, there's nothing better than doing something in community and just like having a group to like brainstorm deep. Yeah, with each good. week like I'm so inspired in conversation with friends and how cool to make like your friendships more intentional like hey girl would you want to like meet up every single week and talk about these like spiritual like insights like movements of God that would be so yeah, powerful and bring so, so much good. more depth to your relationship so grab some girlfriends maybe two maybe three maybe five maybe ten maybe fifty I don't know get a group together yeah. um, and we actually have resources for you yes. if you also go to the forthegirl.com website and go to the move of God page you can actually sign up to receive resources to lead a group or yes. to kind of like facilitate a group so you got to check those out and what I love about this if we go back to the numbers nine scripture too it's true you notice that um, it wasn't one person waking up every day and looking for the cloud it was the entire Israelite people it was a, a community a body of people they would wake up in the morning and collectively together they would look for the cloud and so we just mm. believe that this study like on your own it's going to be awesome and amazing but man oh man if you like did it with a group of women the impact that it could have like so the true huge. transformation that that it could have like yes. I just so believe that like God really does incredible work through community and um, I think yeah. like oftentimes we we're scared we're like oh I want to do this Bible study but does anybody else really want to do this and I think if you just send that invitation if you just like send that text message and mm-hmm. I would be so honored if someone asked me to do a study yes. with them and so don't be afraid to do that we actually also have a group discount so if you order 10 or more books on our website you also automatically get 10% off so that's another perk of doing it in a group 10 or more you get 10% yes. off so good. Can't wait wow. to see all the pics of all the groups doing it together. I can't wait. And um, one last thing, too. Uh, what's so cool. So we're going to have the booklet. You're going to be studying that on your own with your groups each and every week. We're going to have the podcast episode every Tuesday starting to next Tuesday. 
which is the date. I'm not sure the date, but it's one week from whenever this podcast episode came out. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But starting next Tuesday for six weeks, there'll be a podcast episode dropping every Tuesday to coincide with each chapter in the book. And then on Fridays, Fire Friday will be back, guys. And we're changing it up a little bit. It's going to be a little bit different, but more fire. Yes, we are going to actually have women, um, men and women who we see evidence of a move of God in their life. So they're just going to share their stories. Um, They're going to jump in the car with us go through the drive-through with us and then um, they're just going to share how God's moving and working in their life and I hope that it's just inspirational and encouraging to you of seeing and hearing the stories of people who have said yes every single day I wake up I look for the cloud I see what God's doing in my life and Mm. this is what's begin to happen around me yeah and I think that's just going to get us so pumped up and we're going to see those same stories start to happen in like our own lives too so I'm excited so good okay well before we wrap up this episode we wanted to introduce you guys to Clay Kirkland we asked him a few fun questions so listen to this and we we will talk to you soon hello you guys we are so excited to finally introduce you to our friend our mentor our our consultant our coach our coach (laughs) Clay Kirkland Clay are you excited to be on the for the girl podcast I am so excited thank you all so much for having me here Yay. Well, we really are so honored. For those of you who don't know, who most of you guys absolutely don't know, um, Clay (laughs) actually took Mac and I through um, a few months of coaching um, a few months ago, and it was an incredible experience. me it and was, Mac. It was basically like couples therapy. Yeah. In a, in a way. <laughs> it genuinely was. Yeah. I feel better prepared for new marriage. Yeah. Yeah. And we're a whole lot stronger yeah. too. Yeah. So. Exactly. When you go to, you know, coaching with Josh one day, you'll be like, oh, I know how to do this. <laughs> yeah. And I also will be calling Clay. <laughs> He's yeah. incredible, you yes. guys. Um, and through the process, um, or as we were just thinking through this podcast and Move of God series, we knew we wanted to have a different voice on here, one that could maybe speak a little deeper into scripture. And Clay, we're going to have you introduce yourself in a, in a second, but he has some experience and a lot to share. So we're super pumped about that. Yes. So each week, Clay will be jumping on the podcast for a little segment. Um, we are referencing Clay as our Bible expert yes. because he truly is. He brought so much wisdom and insight to our lives um, spiritually and in leadership and so many things. And I know That's he's going right. to do that for all of you but he'll be on the pcast every single week sharing about each of our topics and how there were moments in scripture how when these things happened they preceded mm-hmm. moves of god big moves small moves all of these things and so really talking about the connection between uh the people of god stepping into some of these spiritual disciplines and how god responds and moves in that way and so we're really excited about this it's going to be awesome but this week because it's our intro week we just wanted to get to know clay a little bit and so clay we got some questions for you he's never heard any of these so they might be some (laughs) curveballs but let's start out simple clay and just have you share in your own words what you do and kind of your background in ministry absolutely all right Uh, background in ministry would be for 19 years i was at the university of georgia wesley foundation which is a campus ministry underneath the umbrella of the Methodist Church. And I started an internship program there and had the opportunity to run that uh, for those 19 years. And it was awesome. So that was um, campus pastor and doing campus ministry for just under two decades. Wow. Incredible. So you know college ministry well. That's I feel like that's why we feel a connection with you yeah. in a lot of ways. Yes, for sure. I love I love young adults. I love college campuses. I just love what happens yeah. to a college person. It's just amazing time yeah. in their life and I just love it. Yeah. Wow. So, good. so good. And tell us tell us a little bit more about what you do now. Yeah. So now I do coaching and consulting. I started doing that really just backdoored myself into that about 12 years ago and had some opportunities to do some work for some businesses and just always had that as a side hustle, I guess is the new term (laughs) these days. But um, so I was side hustling 
for a long time just because I loved it. I didn't need necessarily to do it, but I just loved what I was able to do and built up some some skills and some uh, certifications along the way. And then when we felt uh, that God was moving us from our place at Wesley to new things, this was what we thought was what God was moving us into. So now I do that full time. Mm, so cool. I love that. Okay. Tell us a little bit about your family. You got a big family. I can't remember right now, but maybe like five kids. <laughs> you're, you're close. Okay. You're close. Yeah. So, um, my wife is named Deborah and we've been married for just over 19 years. We got married right after college mm. and we have six children. At oh this point, my gosh. <laughs> at this point, Under. that's why I have to say it that way. Cause it's just kind of like, we, we were really good with five and then surprise six came. Wow. And so <laughs> we are now really good with six. And so <laughs> wow. we're, we're hoping that we stay at the half dozen, but yes, we have three boys and three girls. Their ages 12, 10, nine, five, four, and one at this point. Wow. So we are not bored at the Kirkland house. Yeah, yeah. That is crazy. How do you do it all? How, how are you a dad? How are you a coach? How do you do ministry? A Bible expert. Day in the all life. At the same time. <laughs> yeah. The day in the life. It starts early and ends late normally. Wow. And, um, but no, it's, I mean, it's a gift. I, I grew up wanting to be a dad. I can remember mm. having names for my kids picked out when I was 10 years old. I just always wanted to be a dad. And so, um, that's just a super huge honor for us because it really took us a while to, to have kids in the first place. And we weren't mm-hmm. sure if that was ever going to happen. And so I still live in the glow of that even 12 years afterwards. And it's hard. I mean, there's a lot to juggle, but, um, my, really the, the hero of the family, our best face of the family is certainly Deborah because she keeps the house together. She keeps kids together. She homeschools four of our children. Um, mm. she's a licensed professional counselor. So we get all, we all get free counseling, um, all <laughs> the time, which is that we stay healthy in the midst of our madness. And so, uh, mm. it's really, a, it's a team effort though. It's, um, it takes a lot of hands to make a uh, family of eight work. Yeah. Okay. So speaking of Deborah Clay, uh, we want to know what would Deborah say is the most annoying thing <laughs> that you do? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> annoying thing. So, um, yeah. I'm actually doing it right now. So when I'm talking to people, I'll pick something up and then start to fiddle with it. I'll usually, it's usually like a little piece, like a paper clip or something like that. Or like right now I'm breaking up a piece of plastic and then I'll (laughs) I'll pile it. I'm just piling it right now. And then I'll eventually leave that where I've piled it. And so she, she calls my, she calls them little trashes and it just (laughs) drives her insane because she's very neat and very disciplined. And so it's little trashes that it just, annoys her so much. That's amazing. It could be worse. That's pretty great. That's yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Tell us, um, this is just a fun one. We want to know what like a hidden secret talent is of yours. Like <laughs> beyond all of this, one you do just like behind closed doors. <laughs> yeah. Hidden talent. Um, well, I, I try to, I try, I, I think I have a few hidden talents that I, that I enjoy. For if you were to look at me, you wouldn't think that I was anything athletic. But I'm I love to play golf, so I'm I'm pretty good at golf. Okay. Uh, the past two years, I've taught myself um, the camera, so now I'm Ooh, doing some so photography. And that's right. Follow I, uh, you on the gram. <laughs> that's right. So um, I do that as well. Um, let's see if I have any other hidden talents. That's a good question. I'm actually a very good cook. I was. Uh, a couple of years ago, tried out for Master Chef and got to the what? top one, top one hundred, and that that was where they were going to choose who were the thirty were going to be on that TV show that year. And I didn't make it past there, but I did make it to the top one hundred of Master. Play that is the coolest thing I've ever what? heard. Yeah. What didn't know this about you? There you go. Wow. Wait, what do you have to do to get in the top one hundred? I had to prepare a dish in front of them and plate it, and then describe how I made it, and then I had to go through extensive interview process and then I had to turn in a video of myself with some wow. references and um, all different kind of things. It was an intense time and I was going to have to go wow. away for a couple months if I had made it on the show, but I, thankfully I, I didn't have to do that because that would have been a challenge for sure. Wow. But it, was, yeah. it was fun to try it. My friend, my friend said, Hey, I'll take you down to the, to the first leg of it. If, 
if you're willing to, to try it. And I said, all right, I'll try it. So that is fun. That's so cool. Yep. That's okay. so fun. Wow, I didn't know this about you. This this I'm can't wait for you to cook us a meal one day. Yes. <laughs> Seriously. Also, Clay, we need to hear a little bit more, I think. I think we're on the same page, yeah. Jack. We need to hear more about maybe you and Deborah's love story. If you didn't know, <laughs> um, on every episode of this podcast series, Mac and I are actually doing this thing called Mac and Ken's help you make a move and we're having like all the all the girls send us some like dating situations crush stories and we're helping them make a move so So maybe we'll get some inspiration from 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 y'all's story yeah so tell us how you made a move on Debra okay so (laughs) ours is an ours is an unconventional story um but I'll tell it to you and and as briefly as I possibly can okay so um I met her once and knew who she was, but that was it. Just kind of very brief meeting of her. The next time I hear about her was my junior year of college when my best friend told me that he's in love with her. And so, and he was convinced, he was convinced, like it was one of those God told me we're going to get married type things. And Mm -hmm. so, which those don't work out. Right. And so, (laughs) um, so he's in love with her. And so I'm like, Hey, that's great. Let's go for it. You know? She then, this is the love triangle part, she then starts to like me, but she can't tell anybody because she doesn't want to hurt my friendship with my best Mm. friend. So she prays for six months and just asks God that if there's a way for things to switch, that they would switch. And I'm driving in my friend's car one night in December, and he said, you know what? I like this girl named Janet. And I said, who's Janet? And uh, she was five inches taller than him. It just didn't make sense. And I was like, this is, does not make sense. He says, you know, honestly, I've been thinking about it. You should like Deborah. and um, I think y'all go better together. And uh, I thought about it for about five minutes. And I said, yeah, I think that we would go better wow. together. And so asked her out wow. December 29th, 1999. And uh, we got engaged December 29th, 2000. Wow. That's that, a great story. Yeah. Okay. I have one question, though. So did you know that Deborah liked you? Or no, you had no, no idea. Clue. So you guys were no both clue. just like so on your own. What was the first yeah. conversation? Did you go to Deborah and ask her on a date? Is that what happened? Yeah. So I I had a conversation with her right before um, my friend told me about the, his love interest switch. And it and in after our conversation, I was like, man, you know what? She's amazing. And I, I know I really know now why Mike, uh, my friend Micah likes her so much. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then right when he said that, I said, Hey, I, that's great. Cause you know, she, she is great. And I just called her and said, Hey, I'd, I'd love to, um, to come and see you sometime. Cause we we're on Christmas break at that point. Yeah. So yeah, okay. I, I went over and saw her and then I told her what my intentions would be to pursue that and how, how I can now, because it's not going to be a, a thing with my friend anymore. And, um, she said, that that sounds good to her. Wow, so, that's incredible! What a great yeah. story. That that's a really good story. It's not it it's is. not boring at all. It's got a lot of yeah. twists and turns. I really like a lot that. Of, yeah, a few twists and turns for sure. I yeah. love that. Yeah. As you're talking, we're we're stalking your Instagram. In your Instagram. We saw your guys' wedding photo with the <laughs> yeah. glasses. Those glasses, Clay? the glasses. What? Yes, aren't, aren't we glad for LASIK surgery? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you look like such a different person. Wow, this is awesome. We're all better for it. Y'all are better because y'all have to see me, and I'm better for it because I have to look my myself in the mirror so yeah it's, it's all well, great all around deborah is a beauty she's a beauty yeah i'm she's amazed a, yes agree wow. yes I, I did much better than i deserve that's for sure <laughs> wow we love that okay we have one final question for you uh for this Ready? week so clay since you are our resident bible expert for our move mm-hmm. of god series and since you are you know our coach you know us pretty well we've we've been through some intensive um you know personality tests yeah. and things together. So if you had to compare both Ken's and I to a Bible <laughs> character, who would we be? <laughs> wow. I know. It's kind what of a hard. question, right? On yes. the spot. Yeah. Okay. I know. And I know. We are taking this personally. Yeah. If you give me so, a better I know, one. I know. I've yeah. got to come up with great ones, right? <laughs> All right. So first one that comes to my mind for Mac would be Luke. Ooh. She she writes and she she does it really well and uh, she's she just puts it together and all the y'all's books and literature and all that stuff just 
it just makes sense, right? And and mm-hmm. she does it so well. And so Luke, I think Luke and Axe just lay it out there really brilliantly. And so um and and Luke is, was really smart, right? Position, all that good stuff. And so I know that for one of the first things I remember, um, can you tell me about Mac? Is she's so smart? Like yeah, she, you said she that. Just is so yes. smart. Yeah, yes, yes, true. Wow. Top of my notes. Did you know she was the valid Victorian? At her. I did not know that. Yeah, so. and did you notice that Kenzie said the valid Victorian? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I always That's like to say, awesome. clearly she wasn't. I'm just kidding, kids. Yeah. <laughs> oh man! And then I'll stick with I'll stick in that same kind of general area for okay. Kens. I'll go I'll go uh, Peter with you, Peter. Uh, just with, oh, yeah, yes. Peter, because Peter's he just go he just goes for it, and I just feel like Kens, you always go yeah. for it. Willing willing to talk to people, willing to ask things, willing just to just to, to do it. And Peter was always willing to do that. And when that got focused, he was unstoppable. And I think mm-hmm. same thing for you, Kenji. You have so much influence and uh, yeah. so much just internal God-given power that you get mm-hmm. to release for other things. And so I'll yeah. go Luke and Luke and Peter. How'd I, how'd I do? You did I great. That. Those are that really was good. Perfect. Really yeah. good, especially on the fly. Like, yeah. wow. Yeah. That was a tough question. <laughs> so, wow. Well, this was so fun. We're so excited to jump into our first topic, hope, next week. And so, Clay, we will see you back here next week for our Bible expert segment. It's going to be great. Can't, yeah, can't wait. Ah, we just love Clay so much, and we hope you guys do too. I really believe he's going to bring so much truth into this series, and we are honestly just so excited not to be the Bible expert. Seriously, I'm so glad he's going to be back week after week, bringing the heat and the truth. He's the best. We were actually talking the other day, and I was like, I really hope that Clay likes us as much as we like him, because we really like him a lot. And he works with (laughs) other people, but we're like... You like us the best, right? <laughs> I don't know if it's true, but we're telling ourselves it is. But you guys, I'm so excited to introduce um, our seg- new segment to this series. It is hilarious. Um, like always, we think we're pretty hilarious. Oh, gosh. And we are calling this Mac and Ken's Help You Make a Move. Mac and Ken's Help You Okay, so basically, we asked our For the Girl fam on Instagram to DM us some situations. So this could be a crush, somebody you've been dating for a while, I don't know, a friend from afar, whatever you got. And we are going to help you navigate this situationship, you guys. it We haven't read any of them before, so this is our authentic on the fly advice we don't know if it's going to be good most likely like pretty mediocre pretty mediocre it's definitely not going to be like infused with spiritualness it's probably going to be just pretty you know we're going to help you make a move that's really what we're going to help you do yes we're going to help you make a move yeah so yeah it's gonna be good it's gonna be good so i have our first um our first entry let's go okay so this is from anonymous but um, guess she didn't want to share with us. Let's call her Susie. Okay, Susie. So this Susie. is from Susie Anonymous. Susie says, okay, I have a situationship. I have a friend. We have been friends for like four years and now we are in grad school together. Okay, so it's pretty mature. Okay. They're in grad school. You guys could be eligible for marriage. Okay, they have like every class together. And Whoa. Susie has had a crush on him for years, but I don't want to ruin our friendship but all my friends keep telling me to just make a move and uh, go for it. Let's go. But it's our first semester of grad school. And so we have like five more semesters of school. And I don't mm. want to make it awkward for the next two years. But we are also neighbors. And so I see him even outside of class. Wow. I just don't know what to do. Mac and Kent, help me make a move. Okay. Okay. Wow. This is a, you know, this is the classic story. Girl likes guy, friends yes. don't want to ruin the friendship. Is he secretly thinking that they're more than friends too? Like we, you know, I wonder. You always wonder when it comes to these you situations. Do. I feel like this is going to be a situationship for lots of girls listening. Yes. We have some advice for you. Yes. Okay. So I have something to add first. Okay. You go first and I have something too. So you go first. Okay. First of all, it's kind of fun having a crush. Is it not? Like, so crushes are so fun. This might not be good advice, but like maybe I'll just let it linger for just like a little bit, you know, like just like to enjoy <laughs> the, the crush. crush. Like, you know, like, ooh, 
Okay, fun. yeah. What do you think about like? I think it's kind of fun to test a crush. You know what I mean? Like, mm. you, not necessarily like you need to get the answer of like, okay, do they like me? Do they not like me? Yeah. But you just want to get a little closer small, to the like, truth. Okay, so this is really good. Okay, so yeah. here's the thing. Let's just make some small little moves. So get with your girlfriend. So subtle. All right, so Susie. subtle. Susie. Susie, what get, if you brought him something to class, but we're so chill about it and saw his reaction? Like maybe that he, might give you some intel. Does he bring coffee or what? Like what if you brought him a coffee and like you just sat it down on his desk and like don't even say anything? Like he has to know you delivered it. Like you have to do it in front of him. That'd be but you drop so the coffee in his desk and, and he's like, oh, thanks. And you're like, yeah, sure. That's amazing. That's pretty like testy. We're, yeah. we're seeing how does he respond? That's so good. So Susie, you got to get with your girlfriends, come up with some more ideas like this. Like, okay, how are some like little, little moves I can make? Not like, let's have an intentional conversation. You are the best flirty texter. What would be a flirty text you could send him? Okay. Like you could say like, uh, let's call him Charlie. Like their neighbors. Should they walk to class? Do they drive to class? Charlie. Yeah. Charlie. Like this is crazy. Want to take a long walk to class? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's like around the building a couple times and that's not and subtle that's not subtle that's like okay. pretty straightforward Susie say Charlie <laughs> what's your favorite coffee drink and then bring it oh, well here's the thing <laughs> Susie <laughs> we what we're trying to say is make some fall small little subtle, moves subtle moves to get Test an the crush. yeah see where he's at that will give you some more insight and if you're feeling pretty good about it if you're like okay so far, all my moves have been pretty positive. I do have to say, then, Susie, as you test the crush, you have to do it with confidence. Because if you do it with confidence, this is important. Then it's like, even if the guy comes back and is like, he's like, oh my gosh, like, I think you like me, like, whatever, you can be like, I mean, yeah, I liked you. So what? You know, you just got to be confident That's about right. having the crush. And so then be confident. When Here's rejection, if rejection happens, you can so easily roll off your back because you're confident. You are confident about it. That's right. Okay. After making small moves, though, you're going to have to have some intentional conversation. Okay. So, yeah, we're going to test it out for maybe how many weeks should we test it for? Two, three, four, five, however long it takes. However long it takes for you to feel like you have a bit of a gauge. And if you're like, okay, this isn't going anywhere for sure. And then just don't even have a conversation and you're going to have to do the hard work of uprooting this crush. Okay. But then if it is a thing, you're feeling pretty optimistic about it, even slightly optimistic about it. You need to have an intentional conversation. Intentional conversation. And again, because confidence. intentional is really good. That is where clarity comes. Yes. Oh. And also it takes a little putting yourself out there and being bold, which grows your character. And also rejection isn't even that bad. Also, we have pulled so many boys and they are, all agree that they like when a girl makes the first move like they like when they make a move you know not like it doesn't have to be like it's the biggest move like it doesn't have to be like would you like to go on a date with me but again a subtlety like the coffee move or yeah like a little text move something like that this is good okay i hope Susie. i hope we helped you um if you do bring uh charlie coffee will you send us a picture of it yes And please. will you let us know if you get married by the end of grad school? Because Yeah. Can you please keep us updated, Susie? I really, really want to know how this goes. Like, I'd like a weekly report if, if that'd <laughs> yes, be okay. Please. Just send us some DMs. Okay. All right. Well, we I hope we help. Sam. This was so fun. So next week, we're going to be doing Mac and Ken's Help You Make a Move at the beginning of every episode. So get ready, you guys. So there's still time to send in. It's applicable in. to all I of us. I think there's still time to send in if you need help. So DM us if That's you, right. you know, whatever. I love this. I okay. Like this I'm will like, be fun. Uh... An advice columnist? I don't know. Yeah. Something okay. like that. Wow. All right. Well, we're so excited for the rest of this series, you guys. It is going to be so powerful. Get your book. We are going to activate our God-given gifts and be a part of a movement of God. See him moving, looking for the cloud, looking for the fire. It's going to be awesome, you guys. Get your books online. Forthegirl.com. Get your girlfriends together. We've got seven weeks to dive into this thing, you guys. Let's go. We will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.